Hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's edition of the Study and Games podcast from Little Rock Games. This season, we decided to play mobile games. Uh, this has been kind of a stretch for us. We usually play computer games, but we're branching out and uh, doing a bunch of mobile games. I am Brad. I'm Olivia. I'm Tanner. I'm Joe. I'm Robbie. And we have a special guest with us uh, this episode. You are? I'm Carmen. This is my wife, Carmen, and she agreed to come on the podcast with us because she, there's a little bit of backstory about this game that we chose. Uh, this was my month to choose, and I chose a game that so many of you have probably seen advertisements for, Game of Sultans. And the reason that I invited Carmen along is because uh, months ago, months ago, sometime uh, mid last year or even maybe last spring, um, I kept getting these ads on the phone for Game of Sultans, and I kept half jokingly telling uh, Carmen that you should play this game because it's like a it looks like a romance novel, and uh, and it's slightly ridiculous, and you might like it, but it also looks pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, and she did. I was actually not expecting her to actually play it, but she eventually downloaded it, and. Uh, has has lots of great insight to give us about this. So that's the backstory about why we picked Game of Sultans. Um, just a little bit of brief information about it. Uh, Game of Sultans is made by Mechanist Internet Technology Company Limited. It's a Chinese uh, game company. Um, Google Play Store says that it's a, quote, empire simulation RPG. Um, they also say that you can engage in war, empire management, political intrigue, and securing your legacy through heirs. Um, that's, that all sounds like a lot of big words for what this game may or may not be. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, let's um, just kind of go around the table and we'll give some uh, sort of initial thoughts about the game. How about we start with our guest, Carmen? All right, great, thanks. Um, yeah, so Brad kind of touched on it. I remember that story a little bit differently. Um, it's the story of our marriage. As I, yeah, <laughs> as I recall, um, Brad suggested that uh, I write, or not write, but that I play the game and give a review of it. And I, I did. I downloaded it, uh, played it for a couple of days, and was horrified at, at first. I mean, the very first images when, when, when you open the game are um, incredibly contrived. I mean, these, the, the women that are, that are in uh, the, just the imagery in the game itself is, you know, making women into what's essentially a sexy lamp. I mean, they're there for eye candy. Um, and so what I, but what I found though, is after making myself play this, for several days, um, I found that if I completely ignored the story, if I com ignored every aspect of the narrative, everything about uh, your motivation for for clicking this button or, or doing anything, if it was simply about the mechanics of the game, it was actually really interesting. And I really enjoyed playing it. Um, it you know punches all the right buttons in there in terms of uh, releasing endorphins or whatever. And so I I deleted it because I was disgusted by it. But then I downloaded it again, and I've been playing it for months now. Now, now, how many games can anybody say that phrase to? I deleted it because I was disgusted sure. by it. But then I went back and got it and kind of liked it. I mean, I played League of Legends for a long time. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about a game loop. That's a game loop in yeah. itself, right? I hated it. I got rid of it, but I kept coming back. I used to do that with magazines. <laughs> Throw them in the garbage and be like, oh, okay, just right, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of very, it, it has some similarities to that. It is. Right? Um, well, let's keep going around the table. Robbie, what did you think? What, uh, what's, your, what's your first take? So uh, when this, when that story that you two just shared first happened, of course, you know, I heard about it as well. Saw it so, live on Facebook. Right. So, so, <laughs> month, oh, that's right. so months ago, I also downloaded it and played it. And um, I... I constantly go back to mobile games and I just keep thinking that someone's going to do something different. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so this game d didn't really feel like it offered 
a whole lot that's different uh, <laughs> uh, mechanics wise, uh, but there there's a, lo- a whole lot different from I or, or maybe not maybe it's just it's different from other mobile games that I've played in terms of like the content, and um, it didn't really grab me, but I played it uh, for this month because it's it's our thing, and. Um, I don't know. There, it, it it thought it got me thinking a lot more deeply about what mobile games do. Yeah. This is the longest I've. Ha- I mean, this is the longest I've stuck with a mobile game that I didn't really like. <laughs> right. And yeah, so it, that. it and that that well that made me think a lot more about what mobile games are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of appreciate them a little bit more too. Yeah. yeah. Nice, Joe. Um. Yeah. So I. I don't believe I've ever played a free-to-play game, so I I think it's 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 worthwhile really? to sort of for me at least to separate. Like I there are several games on my phone that I've played that I paid money for. So I paid five bucks or three bucks, which had a very sort of much more like a, a PC game or a console game had a sort of fixed. There was sort of a limit to them, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they they gave me something for a couple of weeks, and then I was done with them, and and there was no particular reason to to go back. And so for me, those are sort of really different than this experience, and and this is the first time I've ever ever been involved been involved in this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm I also realizing there are time for everyone. <laughs> there are two types of people in the world: the ones who only play uh, for money premium games that you buy, and those like me who just about only ever play free games. Yeah, and and you know we can talk more about this later. But part of this for me is just a sort of general resistance to games that to any game that wants money from me. Like I would prefer it if Game of Sultans had said to me. I want five bucks up front, and then I'll give you some stuff that you can do. Yeah. I, w- I, I much prefer that because I kind of know I, those are parameters that my whole life up till this sort of sea change in the way games are sold, that's how things worked. And I was right. like, okay. Um, anyway, this is I'm giving you a long version, so I'll stop now. But um, <laughs> for me, the experience was much like what I assume it is to be addicted to meth. So... Um, I, I played it every day for the last 20 days. So um, I'm really grateful that I'm going to get to at least temporarily uninstall it mm-hmm. now. Oh, you'll so. be back, Joe. You'll be back. <laughs> but I would like to talk more about why the, I think that happened and, and, and yeah. some other ways that right. that works. So. Yeah. so I think I loosely group with my reaction to the game uh, with Robbie. Uh, I don't play a lot of mobile games. Um it's actually probably the genre out of like board games and like you know PC games and console games and interactive you know fiction anything like that is probably the thing I've played the least. It's really hard for me to get into. Uh, this reinforced that somewhat. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I went through the tutorial and everything, and it kind of dumps you in. It's it's kind of overwhelming, which I don't usually feel that way yeah. about games. Like I play a lot of like stra- like Crusader Kings, and you know I'm. There are more expansive games than that out there, but it, that typically doesn't intimidate me. Uh, but I frequently found myself sort of like opening the game, and I would do like two things, and then I would see all the icons, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back to this in a little bit. Uh, and so that was definitely sort of a hill for me to to overcome. But I'm hoping that this season overall will help me sort of explore mobile games a little bit more in depth. Olivia, what do you think? So... Game of Sultans is definitely the type of mobile game that I've actively avoid, typically. (laughs) So I have a weird relationship with mobile games, too, right? Because I know a lot of them are free-to-play games that are transparently just, like, mills that do whatever they can to give you as much dopamine as possible to spend as much money as possible. And this always seemed like it was exactly that. And and obviously the, the bizarre thematic choices (laughs) really just did not give me any reason to try it anyway. Um, so, and, and yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we, we talk about like, the so mobile games are just so, such a different world than, than a lot of the other games that we played. But I do feel like Game of Sultans is really indicative of a lot of things that mobile games do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely a lot to parse out and sort of yeah. how it reinforces that. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of, uh, you mentioning that it, 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 it does it kind of personifies what games do. I think it does it in a really, really kind of almost writ large kind of way. Um, and I want to throw a caveat out there um, as we've been going around and talking about these. I didn't pick this game because I thought it would be a great game. Um, I picked it because I knew that it would be weird and be 
even problematic in a lot of ways. And we can talk about um, the problematic parts of the theme that you mentioned versus the problematic parts of it being that that addictive, addictive mobile game right. kind of thing and that those loops um, and there are multiple layers of, of different loops that are happening mm-hmm. in this game that are like that there's that adrenaline or, or endorphin uh, 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 loop there's the loop of them trying to get you to buy more stuff that's pretty uh, on the one hand it's kind of transparent on the other hand they're just it's coming at you from so many vectors in this game so I play personally I play a lot of a wide wide variety of, of mobile games and unlike Tanner, I, I play them a lot because they're in my pocket. I play them before I go to bed. And I don't have a lot of opportunity to sit at a computer anymore to, to uh, just play a, a computer game anymore. Um, so I've kind of seen a, a really wide variety of games that do this and have that uh, freemium model. And I've got to say that this is one of the most over-the-top extreme. There are 40 million different ways for you to buy things, 40 million different things for you to need to buy or need to advance. And on the one hand, I'm actually really impressed by that, as terrible as it is. Um, just think about all of, when you open your backpack, for example, and you uh, all the different little pieces of things that are in there and the things that can be turned into other things that can be used to do something, to turn something into something else. Those, the tree of what all those connected things must look like boggles my mind and and completely blows me away um that on on strictly on a content level um the interconnectedness of all the little moving parts it's huge um it's very superficial and there's not a lot of real there's actually i don't think a lot of game happening in this game (laughs) see i've got something to say about that there is there is a there there is a there's a sub game there's a subtext to the game that when you play it over a long period of time, it becomes clearer, um, which it's in, it's in the ranking award. So the game, uh, I know that we've all played it, but it has so many different, like you've talked about these multi-tiers of, of currency, basically, that you're trying to collect and spend and you know, different ways of, of accumulating energy. And then you've got the, the diamonds versus your three different resources. And so all of that is relating back to the multi, um, the massive multiplayer aspect of it, because you're competing against other people in your server to uh, to achieve rank. Um, so what the thing that kept making me come back because you do have a lot of these things where oh I get a prize oh I get another prize oh yeah I'm winning I'm you know this this success loop um, that that is satisfying and I think addictive. But the other piece of it that I thought was interesting about the mechanic is this, um, there are lots of different ways you can win, which I think is how the game makes its money. Um, You're competing, you know, you may be competing on the PvP plane, or you may be trying to get the most power, or you may be really working the consort angle and and building up your your consorts. Um, But then as you're, you're... as you're getting into that, you start finding ways to to game the system a little bit. It's not as straightforward as just collect and spend this currency mm-hmm. that, you know, the timing and making alliances. And, um, in fact, uh, whenever you said you had chosen the game for the month, I had already, I deleted it uh, last in, in December <laughs> no, uh, for the second time. She was finally was free. Fine. No, yeah, I had, I had cut my supply and then said, well, we're going to play this this time. We could really use your insight. And so, okay, so, but now after this month, I'm cutting it off. because That's what everybody says. says. She can quit but, anytime she wants. Yeah. yeah. But it is. Maybe tomorrow. Your, the, I think that it, that, it has this really broad appeal, but then it also has this staying power because you're not just hitting buttons over and over again. That you know, you you there is this the the elite players are really playing it differently than the oh, ones. Yeah. And, so, go ahead, Robbie. So that's one of the things that I noticed that in playing this so much, it made me realize what other mobile games uh, that I have played um, and maybe kind of liked. I would never say that I really enjoyed a mobile game but of the ones that i liked i realized that that that's sort of why and this does have all the elements that there's 
there's multiple ways to to like there's multiple ways for you to engage with the game and make that the reason why you play but every other game sort of has has like a every other game that I've enjoyed has like some conceit like you're you're a you're a hero and you're battling lots of monsters and you have gear and yes in in part of that you can choose the PvP gear you can choose the PvE gear you can choose to go through the campaign you can choose to um collect dragons or, or whatever but there's multiple things you can do but there's it's all built around you're a hero fighting monsters this game just has so many different systems mm-hmm. and it doesn't really it just it's just a giant menu of just here's all the things you can do mm-hmm. go do it and you it's sort of on you to sort of discover the parts that you want but as as you dig into those parts it's just like more like it went, as soon as you get there, it just seems like this is too much, yeah. and then you dive in. And it's like, oh, there's more. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and the, it, it's interesting how they the the weird tricks that they do to keep it vaguely narratively connected. Um, <laughs> like you're 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 managing your consorts and your heirs and your marriages with other players. You're also managing all of your uh, viziers um, who who go out and. They each have different levels of power and things that they're that they're good at and things that you're trying to build them up. But it also seems, I'm sure, I'm sure out there somewhere, and I've seen some guides on it online, I'm sure there's a best way to play this, but there's so many little tiny minutia parts of this that it just it seems like you can just throw a bunch of darts at the board and mm-hmm. have a get, have, you well, know, you're I playing. Used, when I first started playing it, I would stress over stuff like you know when you're doing your whatever they are the levies or the whatever mm-hmm. you know well do i want to support the 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 people out in my community or <laughs> yeah, do yeah. i want to recruit all their men to be my soldiers and and then i realized there's no morality here yeah. this is do i want do i want eight experience you know, or do i want exactly 300,000 resources right. so uh it 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 seemed to me like and I, th- I have the cynical view of a lot of mobile games. Of it, it was they had a spreadsheet and they had a let's make a loop and let's make many many loops and many ways to bring people in and then let's theme it on top of it. But the interesting thing that I feel about this game and it might be because I spent too much time with it, but I truly feel like yes, they started with how do we make money, but whoever like came up with the theme and like was involved in that direction. <laughs> Was just very naively interested in this sort of aesthetic, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and and that and that's just what they chose. And I, there is sort of a weird like they a they, very orientalist aesthetic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, like well, that, that's... well, but and, and I joke, but like it's I think you're right. Yeah, though, because like there's definitely like it feels like there's just such a hard dedication to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is, so it, to me, it goes past the point of being like offending me and just being yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. The year is 1882. <laughs> but, that, but that's what I mean. That, like, you just discovered I, Persia. It, it was someone like unencumbered by, or not encumbered, <laughs> maybe that's not fair, but like someone who's, who's not really caring about like how do we be more, um, I don't want to say PC because that seems but you know what I mean like yeah. let, let's not I, I don't I don't care about that it's just someone who's like literally the only thing I care about is like I really like sort of this well, aesthetic and it I was just interesting to see like, yeah sentence. yeah so let's just do it let's just make that and then they did and that's what, and they really did it we need more games that are made like that right well, it, it's interesting it, it, it's as if well it's not as if it is that it's um, someone from an Asian uh, oh, oh, Eastern Asian culture we're seeing this idea of what a Turkish, what the Turkish Ottoman Empire, the early Ottoman Empire, is like through the eyes of an, a Southeast Asian Chinese uh, uh, cultural lens, and then that lens is then given to us Westerners. So we have three different cultural vectors going on here, and right. it's mind-boggling. And it just, it just, it does, it does not compute. They merge history. <laughs> no. I mean, at one point, you're. Um, you're chasing what Alexander the Great, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and, and at another, yeah. but but you're also a you know a, a late Tur- mid to late Turkish Empire Sultan, yeah, and which, it, yeah, and you like defeat Alexander the Great, and it's like it, it's <laughs> it's just ridiculous, but but yeah, like yeah. I said, it just goes past that point of me disliking it for the ridiculousness and just yeah. s- sort of embracing it, and then right. I feel guilty about it. <laughs> like I said, I'm like, why do I? Why does this not make me mad? 
Yeah. It's just... Well, and I mean, weirdly enough, there's something to be said for it, like, wholeheartedly, like, embraces this viewpoint, right? Like, which is a, yeah. a non-Western narrative, right? Like, you are not... Like, Alexander is not the hero or even, like, yeah. a respectable right. foe. Uh-huh. Like, you right. vanquish him. I, I played like not first that or long. second, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm fighting, like, Templars. And, oh, they're all dead. I don't know why the Templars were fighting for Alexander. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but okay. Uh, but, like, there's no messing around with, like, oh, well, maybe they're kind of the good guys. There's a misunderstanding. That's it's not just what like the game's a, about. Yeah. That's not nope. where the game it's is. It's such a yeah. kooky mismatch, mismatch of... Um, different cultures, different time periods, uh, and the fact that there's no real um, Islamic cultural references. Everyone is white. Everybody Everyone's is very, white. very, very yeah. almost everybody. There's right. a few darker there skinned. Is, yeah. or, and is a non-white consort. <laughs> there's one or two, right? There's only <laughs> the, one. The 74 options. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. She lives um, in the tower. So I think you're absolutely right, uh, uh, Olivia, that it is this weird thing where you go so far past the point of of reality that you can't even. It's hard to even be defended by. I mean, offended by the weirdness of it anymore. Yeah, because it's not. It's not like they go so far as if they're like, "What can we get away with yeah. to offend SJWs?" Yeah. Like that's yeah. clearly not what they were doing. It's so far off it's the just, map. We I, do not care. That's why I described <laughs> it as them being sort of naive. Like it wasn't even consideration. Right. It's like, just like. This is what I like. Yeah. Because again, this like that's not what the game is. But honestly, I feel like yeah, all the ads for the game are very very transparent of what type of game it is. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. agree. Well, I'm I think that it's honestly had a surprising depth to it from what I expected. Yes. Yes. But we already talked about like it's clearly a typical of what of what a lot of a lot of quote unquote gamers call like mobile games, right? Mm-hmm. It's free to play. They're constantly trying to just bait you into spending money by making you feel like you have to, especially if you do PvP right. and they want to be competitive. Right. And the theme is ridiculous and it's just appealing to horny teenagers, right? <laughs> and and but so it and, and on one hand it is that, but but then I was again I was surprised by the complexity of the loops yeah. that are underneath it, yeah. but and and that's not so, it's so funny because all the all the games that we like, we spend the whole time picking about every bad thing we can find on all the games that we yeah, are yeah. just ridiculous <laughs> and horrible. Yeah. We just spend the whole time talking about the cool what they did right. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as terrible as we thought. Yeah, I mean there there are a couple of for me like a couple of interesting mechanical examples that that. In my case, at least, were emer- they were emergent for me. Like, I, at first, I was playing in one way, and then I realized the system worked in a particular way. And I was like, oh, there's a sophistication here that I just yeah. hadn't noticed before. And for me, the two examples that came up were um, the sort of talent system. So initially, I didn't understand that having more talent meant that you leveled up and got more attributes, right? So, so you're essentially almost exponentially increasing your chances for a particular vizier if you, if you increase his talents a bunch before you start leveling them up. Had I known that at the beginning, I wouldn't have foolishly like started trying to level everybody up evenly. Yeah. Right. I would have just like poured talents in. Anyway. But so, that's kind but of the, the crazy thing about the way it's designed is that like that was one of the things I did was because like the first five quests, well, I mean, you get like a quest every eight seconds at least at the start of the game. <laughs> right, right. Like every time I came out of a menu, it was like, quest complete. Um, but one of those was level up your viziers to like level 25. And so I was like, okay, I'll yeah. level them all up. Because well, I know there's going to be more of those. The interesting problem there too is that there, and again, all of the, this is what I think is fascinating and, and I think is well, from my point of view, well worth discussing is that it's not only that these systems exist, but that the interconnectedness of them is, is pretty sophisticated in terms of creating um, sort of, what would you even call them? Like... I would call them like fragmentation grenades of, of <laughs> like, so like mm-hmm. you blow up this area, right? And so you get these red dots. As you're getting those red dots, they essentially fragment to new red dots, yeah. which fragment to new red dots, which I think is actually, there's a kind of brilliance to it the really way that that, yep. that fragmentation happens. But yeah, so the other issue with that, right, is that if you have viziers who are 60 or above, they get included in the arena which I also didn't realize. So I have all these crappy viziers at level 60 who are constantly being picked for the arena. Right. Had I known that, I would have kept them all at level like 59, right? right? And then just... Em- so again, these are sort of things that you can optimize. But the other one that to me is really cool is the, the hunting grounds. Yeah. So you can optimize the hunting grounds mm-hmm. if you pay attention to the fact that you get 20% bonus for headshots. Right. Because by default, it picks ridiculously high-level viziers to go to the hunting grounds, and you're like, you're basically wasting... 
talent when you if you just if you just tap the default you're wasting tons of talent right. that could be spent anyway the short version of that's, this is that's, that that's a really are, good example of what i was talking yeah, so, about so yeah. these are systems that i like again having played it more than i expected or wanted to i <laughs> you're I, welcome i discovered these things <laughs> Having been hooked by the Skinner box, <laughs> I began to starve myself and eventually learned that, no, anyway, yeah, so that's my, my tale. But that's, if you just take out all the specifics about this game, that's, that's all mobile games. Yeah. Well, it, but mobile well, games are trying to, are, are a certain, well, a certain, yeah, certain swath of mobile games. Sure, sure, sure. I guess it's, it's most free to play, ad, uh, most games of this type, I guess is what I mean. Here, is, here's, here's the difference. I've yet to see one that has this level of that complexity that you were just talking about, that interconnected, uh, uh, all those just stacked level after level after yeah, level. Yeah, and I'll give you just one more super quick example. So what started to happen for me is I'd also... So the only games I play on my phone up till this month um, <laughs> are all sort of small-scale kind of puzzle games. So like yeah. I play, um, what do they call them? Pie cross or not nonograms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. So I play those, which you can do in like three minutes. You do like a little one, and um, and I play like those word soup games where it's like pick how many words you can get out of these mm-hmm. eight letters, right. cross like crosswords, like so little puzzly based games. And one of the games I have is trying to be this, but like after playing this, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best you've got. You're gonna give me a spinning wheel. And yeah. then you're going to ask me for some, like, it just felt pathetic. I was like, I can't believe you're trying to compete with Game of Souls. So to my mind, that was like, that's the best compliment I could probably give this game is that it feels so overdriven with its with its sort of a, attempts at this. That's pretty much exactly right. That's kind of how I feel about it, too, is that with other games, yes, it's interesting to play through the loop, but it's it's also interesting to figure out all those things like that's its own Mm -hmm. like just figuring out how complex it is and i think they they did such a good job of making it so deep that it's not just about i don't know it just feels like you're constantly learning about the system just at a much bigger level because when you learn something else that implies other things about so much about the experience that's interesting too because i mean i have played lots of other games in the this genre of free-to-play games before Typically what happens is I will play it until I figure out all of those loops. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I figure them all out, I'm like, okay, I see what this game is doing. Mm-hmm. And then I uninstall it. Right. Yeah. This one, because of its complexity, like makes it harder to step away like that. Mm-hmm. Because you're still learning and seeing all these different loops. And they have mm-hmm. all of these different events, so it feels like there's always something new mm-hmm. that you have to figure out. And yeah. right, yeah, right when I feel like I kind of figured out one of the what the, the puppet show. hunting. Yeah, there's a puppet <laughs> show, and then there's the little knife switch thing. Um, it's it's weird that there's this middle layer. It does part of that really uh, d- terribly well. Uh, well, no, in I mean, and, and it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like that this game does everything it's trying to do really well, and that's why it's so bad. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Ominously yeah. well. Yeah. But there are what it doesn't. It's manipulative. What, what it does really poorly is, so Joe, the, I think the game in this game is what you're talking about, where you're finding out the depths of how best to maximize uh, of that thing in the wild hunt, for example. Um, it also it, but the games that it's the most obvious gameness that it looks like is where it's um, it's the little spinny thing, and you you spin it and you stop it on the thing, and you get this resource. But it's all just random, and it gives you whatever it wants to give you, and there's no actual spinning, there's no actual skill, there's no actual timing, or 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 playing any kind of uh, real you know randomness for the sake for, for a game randomness. It's just random stuff. They they throw these. So you've got another pile of this thing that turns into this set of, of resources that then goes into this. It, it was weird how just small and superficial all of these other m- sort of mini games within the game are. They're just meaningless, right? And But the bigger, big picture of the game, I think, I, I, I feel like I might be wrong, but it, it is that finding out the deeper complexities of how to maximize you know, all these other parts of it. I don't know. Um, I feel like you could argue that lots of games are that. So I, yeah. I mean, cause like you could say that about any MMO, right? Right. 
that really, like, so your first time playing an MMO is just figuring it out, and then once you know how the game works and you know how to best optimize your character, you start over because now you actually know how to play the game. Yeah, right. yeah, I see that. Um, I see what you mean. But I think an important part of that is that, that most of those games, at least... So this is one of the few games I've encountered that isn't a sandbox that I had no discernible goal. Right. Like, I didn't have an opponent, really. Like, right. you can't go do the campaigning stuff, but that doesn't actually seem to be, like, preventing me from anything. So maybe I just didn't make it far enough. But the the thing that seems interesting to me is that it isn't a sandbox. It's just all these small subsystems in which you're trying to figure out how those work together without any even, like, conceit of, like, an overarching goal in the story. Right, right. There's no way to fail at this game. Yeah. So, yeah. honestly, I I almost wish that this game did not have any theme at all. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would, I'd be curious to see what a version... And, and there's actually some of the games I was thinking about choosing for this season that are essentially that. They're just the menus where you go through the loops. Mm-hmm. Just so that it's really transparent about what... That, that you're just essentially watching numbers move around and take different forms. Um... Because in some ways, like I honestly, the artwork in this game is like really high really quality, good. really, and really good. detailed. I honestly, uh, it doesn't feel like it was meant to be a mobile game in some ways. The artwork, at least, the artist didn't get the memo. Well, because there's <laughs> lots of really tiny, really tiny icons and yeah. things, yeah. but there's just so much detail. Yeah, Tanner mentioned earlier Crusader Kings and the animations too. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, <laughs> the I, I feel like this. This is a. This goes in the direction of the complexity of Crusader Kings and the oh, depth of it. It's so much more beautiful it. than it's, Crusader it tried, Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but <laughs> but it's it's I don't know. I kept going back to feeling this Crusader Kingsy feeling underneath or or, or above, kind of hanging above it all. Yeah, that it just was trying to or in the shadow of, and it just was. And then there's the photo of the baby. It yeah, the photo of the... So, baby. for me, Creepy the part that seemed not... Well, I, the baby, definitely. But also <laughs> the part that seemed to not fit was any of the... In the campaign, when you're battling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That always felt like you were playing, like, Age of Empires 2. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, well, it always felt like it was just showing you, like, a video clip of somebody playing Age of Empires Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, um, right. Because it's like, yeah, now the soldiers are cannons, but it's just like, they literally... It's just... That's it. And that yeah. whole thing, that whole... The quote-unquote game of that just came down to just how fast can I push this yes. button to get to the yeah. next piece? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, and but I think you guys are right. So, <laughs> Thanks, so that, Joe. Uh, no, I mean, so there are a couple of things that I I think as a game designer and as a sort of ethical human, there are a couple of things <laughs> that are really problematic. And and for me, as a game designer, one of the things that's problematic is as fascinating as those interconnected systems are. They, in the end, there's like there's a kind of hollowness to them yeah, that absolutely. I don't experience with games that are that are designed to be games, for right. lack of a better term, right? So I was trying to compare this. I played a bunch of Civilization Five over this past month as well, and so I actually started comparing the two. And part of what I think Civ Five does, because there's a bunch of similarities, right? It's creating this this loop that just makes you keep want to play over and over and over. But um, but my understanding of how the world works. Fits Civ Five much better, and that could be a Western thing. But I think it's more about the sort of rationality of like the systems that work in Civ Five are designed to work in connected ways that match, like match my understanding of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the systems in here feel way more arbitrary, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and so the learning is interesting for a little while, but in the end, it's like it, there's an emptiness to it because. Right. It all just feels artificial, right? I, these are not put together because they match something in my worldview or mm-hmm. in the way that things actually behave, or in history or culture. Yeah, they're or... just they're just empty in that sense, right? Um, One of the most interesting things to me, and we'll, this will probably come up throughout the entire month or the entire season, um, is <laughs> season. There, there's a lot of games that I've played and I've gotten real world knowledge out of. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of games with complex systems, but mobile games are so complex for no reason and there's no real analogy to anything else and yet still people will spend hundreds of hours learning and mastering that system and so wouldn't it be wonderful if someone designed a very complex system that exactly mirrored something real world and that then you walked away with hundreds of hours of knowledge of a really true actual system that would be great and it's just at this point 
it's been going on for so long, and the fact that it hasn't happened yet makes well, me feel like I wonder if that's even. I mean, well, a thing. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of uh, Banner no Saga and Transistor, well, and mm-hmm. um, what was the other one made by the same studio that did Transistor? Where you Bastion, Bastion, Bastion. Pyre, Pyre. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, that's but the no, that's Hades? not the one. Hades. <laughs> that's four. <laughs> okay. You guys are killing me. That's all the games they've made. Okay, then maybe it's by someone else. Okay. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> keep it going. I feel like I feel like those games do they 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 do have mobile they might not have originally been mobile games but i th- i think some of those that i just named were Trans- was transistor originally no. just a mobile no, game no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. you're thinking of something else yeah, i am thinking so. of something else yeah. there's the one where you play the woman and the uh it's a post slightly post apocalyptic and she's trying to get somewhere across the map and the conflicts where you do the fighting is a, a grid and you have to go across the grid. Sounds Wait, like nowhere, no profit, no, no, no. nowhere profit. No, 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 no. I know exactly what you're oh, talking okay. about. Carmen knows what it is, and I can't remember it. Um, it is was originally. I'm 99 percent sure that it was originally for mobile. Yes. Okay, and it has that same kind of level and feel of Transistor, yeah. uh, 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 a Banner Saga, and so many of those others. And we will figure that out what okay. game that is in just a moment. Um, I played it and I don't remember. It. Go ahead, Robbie. Oh, we're going to say something. Have an intermission. Yeah, it's it's just that it takes so much brain power and so much investment to to learn this system, and it kind of is a shame, in some ways, that you know a human would walk away from that much investment. Like, let's say their phone dies, or let's say Android stops making phones. Like, like there's no more Android phones, and now so, so you can never play that game again. Now this person has hundreds of hours of knowledge of something. That never translates into a single other thing, ever. Mm-hmm. But I think that overwhelming complexity is, is intentional, right? They don't right. want you to understand how the game totally interconnects. Because I have a feeling, uh, this could be totally off base, but if you feel like you don't understand how the game really works, mm-hmm. and you run out of resource, and you're like, well, if I buy some mm-hmm. something right. that's going to help me get out of this rut, I can keep figuring it out. And so I think they're goal is probably to make at least the way the systems connect hard to encapsulate well but also in a complex game they want to reward mastery like they want to do both Mm -hmm. of those things because if there's no like if it's really just transparently like trying to get you to purchase the thing then then there's definitely a wall there where it becomes obvious that they're doing that Mm -hmm. right if there's a reward for mastery but there's constantly more like that's where you get into the sort of PvP competitiveness, competitiveness of who knows the most, who has bought sure. the most stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Ticket to Earth. Ticket to Earth is the name oh, of okay. the game. You guys should check it out. I'm gonna download it. Right um, now. It's it's a very it's an interesting take on this. And I th- I do believe it was only a mobile game and not that. Yeah. It has a wonderful world of complexity and story, and it's very rich and. Uh, it's and... Barbara Box Circus. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the other piece of it, right? Though is that um, as much as I could sort of step back and observe, as I was also engaged in the highly addictive loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the sort of the pacing of of kind of high speed interaction followed by you know sort of desperate hollow low and, mm-hmm. and lull um, is you know. An optimistic word for it is is sinister, right? I mean, it's it's like it's really really well designed to make you spend money, and and I think, you know, regardless of of, of whether I could learn those systems or not, if I'm driven by that, I mean, the, one of the metaphors I thought about was like, in some ways, it feels a lot like having like just having candy for all my meals, right? right? Like if I compare it even to to Civ Five, which again has some a lot of similarities, Civ Five at least feels like carbs. To me, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this game to me just feels like it's like, oh, it's breakfast. Okay, I guess I'm having, you know, chocolate again. Lunch. Oh, good, chocolate again. You know, I mean, so it's it's the the rapidity of of that feedback loop and the the sort of high speed firing of it. It just, yeah, I mean, and so so to design that in a way where you've got that, and then you have a, a you know a lengthy lull where basically the only you're paying for the impatience that's designed into the loop, right? That's really, you know, troubling. I see see that in a ton of games, most games. And I have to say with this game, it's very, very generous. 
it gives you those blue diamonds all the time. Yeah. And it's it, they they level mm-hmm. or they they accumulate back up really fast, way faster than a yeah. lot of other games. But so and here, I, I think no, that's no, no, a trend right. actually that that games now yeah are, are, right. are being way more generous. So more I, I agree with you absolutely. And again, I have very little frame of reference, but I was surprised by how often that premium yeah. currency came into my into my mm-hmm. little pouch. But here's the thing. So you can read that optimistically, uh-huh. but the other way to read it is that then the only people who suffer are the most vulnerable right. addicts, yep. right? The people who just literally can't wait, uh-huh. right? And that's really even, troubling. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, what I that agree. means, what they're tr- doing and what a lot of other games are doing, they're basically trying to create like a like a home, whereas all these other games, they're they're punishing you. They're making you feel bad. Like, no, here, go ahead. Like, stay, stay a while. Spend but, your whole day here. And then it turns out they're giving right. you just enough to get to that bare minimum right. point of being right. able to yeah. use, feel what, what it feels like to use that resource. Sure. Right. Right. Free First hits free. It's a free sample. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a little too lazy to really invest that much yeah. in, in yeah. going on and on and on right. with it. Yeah. Well, but, and here's the other bit. So, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Just super quickly. So, I was fascinated by the, because in, in the first five or six days, I, I entertained the idea of spending a little money. I was like, it's not a huge amount of money. Yeah. But what I'm fascinated by is, is actually how steep the paywall is. Yeah. Like, to get enough diamonds to make it meaningful, mm-hmm. I basically had to spend $100. Right. Really? Yeah, I mean, so oh, to, wow. to get, I think, at least when I was looking, there was like a double sale. So to get, I, I, I thought, well, if I'm going to spend money, I, I, I'd want to spend get like 10,000 diamonds, right? Because... I can get a thousand diamonds in probably a day and a half. Like I was figuring it out. So if if I'm going to spend enough money to make a difference in this process, which is essentially unending, right? I mean, there's just bigger and bigger numbers. There's everything that just gets a 10 in front of it. And so I thought, well, okay, so what would it cost me to do that? Mm 99.99. That seems insane to me if you're trying to, if you're trying to push people to the edge of making that decision, why not take a buck from me? Yeah, it's well, better than getting nothing. I bet they me. do a little bit of both. The thing is, though, is that that any game that's relying on that reoccurring like expenditure, it, like they do not care about the people who spend like five bucks every week or it's every a, month. It's the whaling problem. Yeah, yeah, it's like they they are relying on people who will dump as much money like as quickly as they can into the game, and that like sustains that. And that's even like a trope and or not a trope, but a, like a a design uh, issue in games that you wouldn't even. So, like expect it to be mm-hmm. like in games that are just selling like skins there are people who are going to sure. buy literally Everyone. everything yeah like as those are the as ones possible. that people care about i mean and this is a thing that we see i mean even just from going to gdc like this is like a thing in mobile games it's just like how to hook the whale you know how to get the players sure. that are doing that so they Which do is not a casino care. it's a casino trope yeah too. it's I mean, the it's, same it's, thing yeah it's like they do not care that you didn't spend one dollar whereas you would have like they care that there is somebody out there that We'll spend 100 and then spend 100 again. Right, because everyone that's going to spend a dollar might only spend it a few times. But the guy that's spending 100 now will also spend it in 12 hours and every 12 hours on the dot. And that's much more reliable. Than... Right. And much more, again, right. Well, jeez, guys, yeah. now right. I'm really depressed. <laughs> well, so a little, a little nugget, nugget of hope in this, too. Um, I've... When I started playing the game and really started getting into it and, and seeing that, that cycle... I was I was worried too about you know can is it possible you know this fake uh, free to play game where you really have to pay, pay money to play it but at least on my server on the server that that I'm on some of the top players not in the top ten but once you get down below the top ten have never spent money on the yeah. game mm-hmm. so yeah it almost feels like what they're doing is if if the concept of a whale exists. How can we keep them engaged with the game as long as possible? And the way to do that is give them meaningful challengers yeah. to where yeah. their their money is That's, meaningful. They're still in the top ten, but now you have a whole server of people that are really true. actually bumping, bumping up against you because, because you have to have somebody to be better than right. And, and I've seen right. a lot of games. In fact, up until very recently, with games like this, I've seen a lot of games where the the field was these top five elite players and then, everyone else. and then everybody else was so far below those and those are almost always exclusively people who have spent yeah. a ton of money on them for yeah. this type of game or, mm-hmm. or in, in general yeah. Um, yeah and that that it's a chasm and I think you're absolutely right that that having that a, a, a little bit of closer right and them. so then then you've got two reasons right to make the diamonds plentiful so reason mm-hmm. one is to keep people around so they feel like they're they've got a new place to live mm-hmm. the other is 
let's push these these free to play people as high up the chain as we can so that the people who are paying money feel even more incentivized to part with their it's interesting yeah. how those two scale. So clever, right? <laughs> um, so, and, and again, I think this has only been, this is the first sure. team that I've ever seen do it this, this extremely. Now let's do it with people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that how, how much it scaled up both the nine, $99 for the premium, the high premium, yeah. but also at the same time scaled up the amount of free things that they seem to be giving you because they have to keep they have to keep those up. Yeah. So if we, let's say, gave everybody, let's say, a basic income, <laughs> and let's say the rich people plus healthcare. Yeah, yeah, of course, sure. Okay. Let's say they wanted to stay at the top of the chain. So they would need to outspend these people that suddenly just got a huge influx of yeah. cash, and maybe that money that they spend could be siphoned off to some sort of like game master or like a like a. Like sure. government or something yeah. and then maybe they could have more resources to sort of are you talking about trickle down keep economics? that whole loop going wow <laughs> yeah so it's the opposite I don't know yeah, so I'm interested know. in your ideas I don't know maybe uh-uh. do you have a newsletter <laughs> yeah I wish there was a game that simulated this. That oh would wouldn't good. that be cool yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> instead what we have is uh, adventure co- communist and adventure capitalist oh adventure capitalist <laughs> uh, yeah which is nothing like Right. Uh, That's any kind wrong. of socialist uh-huh. um, okay so I, I want to kind of pull us back here uh, we've been going for for uh, nearly an hour not quite an hour but we've been talking mostly about sort of the mechanics of it and the slightly moral ethics of it, ethics of it right and, and where those veer we've not talked about theme and all of those uh, theme and narrative and things like that. And I think that there's a lot, and the way that this game is advertised, they kind of go hand in hand, I think. And I want to get y'all's good and bad about the way uh, the way the theme goes. Honestly, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I just, like, I mean, uh, we talked about it a little bit already in terms of, like, sort of the sort of the outlandishness of it and how it feels so separate from the game mm-hmm. layer. But, yeah, like, I mean, I just don't know what to say other than it's just terrible. Can I ask a question? Sorry. Yeah. All right. So I have a a thematic question. Are my viziers having sex with my consorts? I don't think they are. I think they're like (laughs) father figures. (laughs) So they've got a unix thing, right? It's so gross. Because I thought Here's they the were. Thing. We need to have a Lord discussion. I was totally engaged with the whole consort thing until my first vizier showed up and was like sharing experience points with my consort. And then I was like, I don't think I want to visit that consort anymore. So just as I was trying to role play this out. And in my mind, I think I see your mistake. It really felt. Mistake one. I, really, I was trying to role play it out. I really felt unhappy about that situation. Yeah. So I almost, I almost wish that there was more over-the-top, blatant sexual stuff in it. Uh-huh. Um, Go on. Uh, <laughs> you like, why do the curtains close? Going to your why not leave them things open? like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, you know it's what type so... of game you are. Just, just leave those so, curtains open. Here's the yeah. thing. It, it, it takes down that whole uh, relationship with your consorts, um, and it puts it on the same exact level of... You're there on a battlefield, or you're there on your ship, and you press the button to shoot the cannon, or you press the button to explore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That big red mushroom-shaped button. But you're you're it's it it reduces that thing, and it takes all of the uh, titillation and the any kind of thing. They could have done so much more, and they could have honestly done it way more horribly than what they did. Right. It, it, it is terribly well, misogynistic, it, and that rides on the back of of this sort of semi cultural misogyny. That's not at all cultural. It's it that that was well, that was sort of a weird thing for me too. I, I think I get what you're saying. Is that um, it's it is definitely very misogynistic, um, but there it would almost be more forgivable if it, if they just leaned into it and were just like, look, this yes. is just a fantasy. Yeah. Of like, you know, this is just what it is. And then it's like, okay, well, I, well, I get it. As, as it is, yeah. it's just like, well, no, this is what women are. 
Yeah. And then this, right. is, like, like, right. it, this is just a, a baby factory for Baby you. making showpieces. Yeah, specifically what women are vis-a-vis yeah. -vis your role as a, as as a sultan. sultan. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's really interesting is if they had just gone a little bit past the Wikipedia article and done a little <laughs> bit of research... I mean, the women, uh, the the wives and the mothers of the sultans in the Ottoman Empire were actually really powerful political players, which would be a co completely different dimension to this game yeah. if they would just inject a little bit, you know, still they have the yeah. boobs, it's fine, yeah. but, you know. I mean, they were hot. Clearly, <laughs> you do not know how to make money in the entertainment. I know, <laughs> it's but pretty sure there's a criminal trial going on right now. <laughs> but that brings me to the advertising, right? So mm -hmm. the ads for this game are like so many deceptive 30-second uh, ads now for, for web games, uh, I mean for mobile games that you see, um, where they they look like they're going to be... They lean way into that. They lean way into the narrative and the uh, choose-your-own-adventure and the soap opera aspect and the titillation sexy, all of that... It was all about um, what the. It almost seemed by the advertisements like a virtual novel game, um, like chapters or chapters and and a lot more episodes. intrigue between all of your. You're making from the ads. It looked like you were making real choices that meant something about which consort you were you were uh, choosing over another <laughs> and how you were creating those relationships. Which I mean, that's not that different than like any Otome. VN that you're gonna find on the, on the yeah. well, but, but it was interesting that they marketed it that yeah. way, and then it is absolutely not that. It's so much about this that resource collection and spending loop. Yeah, well, and just a couple of things narratively too for me that are really interesting. So, I mean, we can always make that sort of comparison. Like this is sort of like, but in terms of the spectrum of narrative sort of autonomy, the concerts. I, I think the most. <laughs> sort of diversified consort has three lines. Like, yeah. one is like, come see me, Sultan. And like, and they're all about like, yeah. an extension of you as a sort of male right. sexual all, figure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, right, exactly. So, so, so the, in terms of their like narrative autonomy, they're, they're, they're so small and so non-existent, right? But the other thing that's the ad. No, 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 totally. Yeah. But like, just coming back to something you said a minute ago, I was actually surprised that that I was, I found the narrative, the most narrative engagement in the masquerade part, where you're like out in the community and you, there are sort of consorts who you don't really know yet and they sort of pop up and they're like, oh, maybe we, like for me, that was the place where they did the most work to make it feel a little bit like you had something happening in terms of a story. It felt almost like courting. Yeah, but see, what's interesting is in then once really they, way. once they sort of, you have, you know, like, oh, I'll come with you and then you get married and then, and then it's like you're just putting a book on a shelf, right? right. Or yeah. you're literally yeah. like, it's it's really not different from mm. the levees, right? It's like, oh, I've got some grain. Well, I look, think I'll put it right here. Enough, did y'all play long enough to get into the consort titles and yes. the whole I promoted training? Too. And yeah, so. Let's see, I, th I think sort of diving into that, like, yeah. like making that more in depth and more like accurate and less misogynistic right. would actually make it a better game. I, I agree. You yeah. can play a sultan in the Ottoman Empire in Crusader Kings 2 and have six wives, but they can also be way better at you, better than you at everything and, and yeah, murder you. And, and, yeah, they have their own agency. It's yeah. so much more compelling to yeah. engage with that mechanic. It's, that exactly. Which it's may so much bring us back to that whole idea of the filter, the, the maybe the cultural filter. It almost feels like the, the makers of this game and the target that they were doing, they took Crusader Kings and they said, yeah, we want to do that, but we totally missed the point. We, <laughs> we totally missed what that was all about. And we just made this thing almost feeling like it was skinned over part of something like Crusader Kings. Yeah. And we made it into but, a mill for these But I, I think it's back to the sugar problem, though. I mean, yeah. I really do yeah. think you, yeah. can't, you can't do what you're describing yeah. in a game yeah. that's all dessert. Right. Like, you, if you want right. a main course, people then start thinking... And then they're like, mm -hmm. well, maybe I shouldn't get trapped in this. Like, you've got to give them something yeah. flat enough that there's nothing to... Just, I, yeah. I would even go way more sinister than that level of thinking. And I really think that the, the stereotypical people that uh, respond very, very well to this advertising and the sorts of people that would be whales for this kind of game are the sort of people that 
don't want to see strong females in their games mm-hmm. right. and would leave a negative review saying so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Although there are a lot of women that play. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I I bet there are. Yeah. Um, you but are still. Women. But still, like, I. but th- are, are a lot of the women the top tier players? They're on spending, our server, they are. Oh, they are? On That's pretty server. cool. Yeah. I right. know they're well, women. I can just tell. <laughs> you just nice. know. Yeah, they're very nurturing. <laughs> By the way, they, they, they crush you gently on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. saltinate boot hill. Yeah. But I think this brings back the question of the theme, though, right? Yeah. And I, I really do think if, you, if you're designing a game to maximize profit, you're asking yourself, who is the audience from which I'll get the, have the best chance of getting money? And, and I suspect it's... I would not be surprised to find out that they did market research and found out that essentially middle-aged both Western and Eastern businessmen, right, right, who are successful at their jobs and feel lots of pressure. I mean, you can essentially think of the game as a kind of surrogate, like as a consort on its own, right? Like it's like, I don't want to... I feel so seen. Middle-aged dudes. I I spend $1,000 to go see my mistress and then I I can spend a few hundred dollars here and but I don't have to go all the way across town. Like, so I think you can make a lot of interesting... Comparisons about people who have, again, uh, I just sort of middle-aged businessmen come to mind, but who have a lot of disposable income, they have nothing particular to spend it on, and this gives them a kind of fantasy that's that's as engaging, or at least you know has its own sort of appeal. One of you guys way. go so, ahead and say, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I guess just um, that audience point I think is really spot on. That that right. you would you would do that market research yeah. if you were going to yeah. invest a million bucks or something in. In designing well, a game the, to, to profit. The fact that the game is so complex and there are so many different, like, discrete little pockets of game in there with their own currency, their own everything, that they don't, they don't even try to integrate with the other parts of the game. I'm seeing this as just, it's a corporate kind of, you know, mm-hmm. here's the horseback riding unit over here and here's the the cooking and so those teams never talk to each other and there's not really a mind behind it to do a yeah it's just a machine to to throw a game out like this to to make focus group well so uh interesting you said that you think that you, you kind of said that those are mutually exclusive having a game with that kind of depth that would appeal to women and not be misogynistic and all this on the one hand, and then on the other hand, having a game that's that's geared towards making this loop, could we conceive of a game that is the best of both of those worlds? Can you have a yeah. game that 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 does have that uh, that sugar and money grab loop, but also have it where it is really genuinely has depth? Yeah, you you just have it's just about choosing your audience, and I think the audience that they chose for this game just wasn't that in their research i'm not saying right. it's true or, or not but in their research they, they wanted to target a specific kind of person and that's just well, what I mean, they I think did they prioritize making money over yeah so they're I, that's how they're choosing their audience i think this also might lead us uh, that question might lead us to joe's <laughs> next game which is a perfect stepping off point to ending up our uh, podcast here yes uh, let's quickly though before we jump into what game we're going to play next month, let's go back around the table and just give some kind of closing thoughts. Um, you know, just what you thought. And, and because we we ended we, we we ended up on Carmen last time, let's go start with Carmen and go back around the table. What do uh, you think? Well, so I think that I am going to delete the game permanently <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. or maybe day after tomorrow. Right. Maybe Wednesday. Maybe we'll see. Yes. Maybe in, in the weekend. Maybe in March. You're welcome. <laughs> Robbie, what do you think? I think it's the deepest game of the deepest of this type of game that I've ever played, and I think there's a lot of lessons, good and bad, probably equal of both, uh, to pull from the game. And um, yeah, deep and shallow at the same time. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? I think for the same reason that I don't go to bars or crack houses anymore, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to delete this game and hopefully never play another game like it. Um, Except for next month, for the game that you picked. <laughs> now, I've, already, I've played a little bit of our next month's game already, and it's it does not hold a mechanical candle <laughs> to Game of Solomon's. It doesn't know what it's dealing with. <laughs> or does it? 
I've never Maybe been to a crack house before for the official record, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the official As one. far as we know. Uh, Tanner, what did uh, you think? Yeah, so, I mean, Game of Sultans is a game that's overwhelming in lots of different ways. Yeah. Uh, the one that stood out to me was how overwhelmingly uh, it epitomized sort of this specific genre of a game, and that's almost like a compliment, right? Like, yeah. there's, there's so much in the game, and, like, I click on one icon, and then there's more icons underneath that than there were on the main screen, and I think each one of those has even more. Um, and those and, red dots. Yeah, the red dots, and, you know, I have a pretty big <laughs> phone screen, and it still felt really cramped most yeah. of the time. Uh, which which is really kind of impressive. Uh, and I, I'm saying that, like, unironically. Like, it's actually kind of crazy how much they packed into this game. Um, but I'm still hoping that, like, out of the rest of the season, I can sort of spread out a little bit more in terms of in terms of mobile games. There was a lot here, but it was par- partially what I was expecting going into it. Yeah, so I do feel like this was actually a really good choice for a first game to pick for this season Thanks. for that reason, because it, it feels like whenever most people that don't play mobile games hear the word mobile game, they picture almost exactly this. But but again, but probably with less less to it, you know. I thought you were um, going to say less boobs. Less, no, <laughs> probably oh, more. Yes, yeah. <laughs> probably more. A um, little bit more physics involved. Um yeah, I'm definitely, I'm not super compelled by it, probably just because I, I just got far enough in it to see, to start the beginnings of seeing what some of those loops were, and I did not want to get hooked by the rest of them, so I sort of put it down. Um, but, um, but yeah, mobile games are just such a lawless wasteland that <laughs> games like this can thrive on the platform, and it's just so interesting to think about why they do what they do and why it works so hey do you know offhand sorry to interrupt what the age what what game of sultans lists as its age Um, minimum that's a really good thing everybody's pulling up their phones um i'm gonna throw this in while everybody's looking at their phones i i really thought and it happened a little bit while we were while we were doing our podcast I was wondering if everybody was going to pick up their phone and play a little bit while yeah. we were. I definitely did. Because <laughs> it's a lot easier to do with your with a mobile game than it is with uh, with the computer game, the the you know the console and, and computer games we usually. Number play. seven top grossing game on the App Store. Whoa! By the way. Wow! Did you I say twelve? Yeah. It, so it is twelve. The ASRB ESRB reads it rates it T for teen for fantasy, violence, suggestive themes, mild language. And users interact with in-game purchases. Mild language, huh? I didn't. I, that's the only There's one. There's probably that a dam in there. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, to wrap things up, uh, I th- I thought it was a a, a terrible and mind-boggling, uh, uh, super weird. Um, I was always amazed and befuddled at so many of the little tiny pieces of it, and overwhelmed and kind of like you said, Tanner, in a not in not necessarily in a bad way at the complexity of the system itself. Um, the amount and the, the sort of the, the shallow depth of the content that they put in there uh, really had me kind of flabbergasted a lot. Um, not, I don't think any of us are going to say that this is our favorite game, but that's not what this podcast is about anyway. Um, so with that, we're going to loop back to Joe about... Next month. Next month. Next month, we will be playing Lily's Garden, colon, Design and Relax. I didn't know it had a subtitle. Um, it's uh, published by, and I guess developed by Tactile Games. Um, it says romance, garden, puzzles. Yes! Lily's Garden is all this and so much more. So much more. Um, and if you have a chance between now and our next podcast, you should go to YouTube and take a look at all the Lily's Garden advertisements because they are as entertaining as anything I've ever seen on a mobile phone. I have a, a feeling that phone. they might be even better than the actual game yes, itself. <laughs> I do. I think so too. Especially the one with the washing machine. All right. <laughs> oh boy. I didn't see that one. <laughs> okay. So everybody, thank you all for joining us for uh, January 2020 edition of uh, Studying Games podcast. Um, play along with us next month for Lily's Garden. If you did play this month, 
uh, leave us a comment on our Facebook or uh, join the conversation on the webpage. Um, anything else? Thanks, Carmen, for coming to see us. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Carmen. So glad that you were able to join us. And thank you for turning me on to this crazy, wild, weird ass game. Um, right back at you. <laughs> bleep. All right. Um, our theme music is composed by Kevin McLeod. It's called Plain Loafer. You can find that on the link on our webpage or just do a search for it. We appreciate you again for listening, and we will see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Ooh, my wife.